Hi, I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Hi, I'm here in Vine Pear. I'm home. Very happy to be back in the Vine Pear Studios recording. It is a true blessing. Last night for dinner, I went to Kings County Imperial for the first time. It was absolutely incredible. It's really phenomenal Chinese food. I do currently have really bad heartburn. That's my fault, not theirs. Don't hold it against them. Today's guest is someone who I became friends with when I started doing this whole, you know, like online comedy TikTok, when all of that stuff was happening, this person was one of the first persons that I like became friends with through doing videos online. Um, she is so kind. She's so funny. She's so talented. We have had many phone conversations of like, what the fuck is going on? How does this all work? She's like such a supportive, wonderful person. And she's like a true multi-hyphenate who does, she's she has over a million followers on TikTok. She has a ton of followers on Instagram. She is making she's making like historical video breakdowns of celebrity relationships. She's covering pop culture history. She is honestly so funny. Like just I love following her and just watching what she does because she can do it all and she does it all and you never know what's coming next. Um, this conversation is so fun. She is she really kind of takes us on a ride. So please enjoy me going out with Teffy Pessoa. And that's the line we never know. Okay. If it's true, yes. The question to ask. Mm-hmm. The thing we're here to talk about. Mm-hmm. What does going out mean to you? Oh my God, it's constantly evolving. Right? It's constantly evolving. Yes. So there are moments where like, I'll tell somebody like, I've gone out five times this week. And one of them will be like a movie date like with my girlfriends, like to the syndicated, you know what I mean? Like nothing crazy. Um, Another one is like, I went to my friend's house because she's getting dumped or there's a situation with a relationship. I went to her house, you know, Mm -hmm. another one is um, I go to Berlin, which means black flamingo in the basement. That place is very intense for me. Very intense for me. Everybody there looks like that um, one roommate in Parks and Rec, the goth one in the corner. (laughs) I know, and I'm wearing this, and I'm like this. There's something so special about that place that you love that you know you don't technically belong. You're like, they know I don't belong. Aesthetically, this is not for me, but I do come here often. But the I don't I know it's not the best attention, but it is attention. Absolutely, you know. Yes. So, and and then another one will be like, I rode the city bike, but I have decided. So um, I was like drinking and I was like, I have a handle on it. I have a handle on it, like anxiety wise next day. Uh And then recently I was like, why do I have to have like a handle on it if I could just like kick it? So I'm to me, like going out, it has changed since 31. Totally. Because if I'm not in bed by nine and I was never this bitch. Damn. Nine, Teffy? Woo. 9 p.m. Single digits. 
yo. And I nine nine getting in the shower, getting ready to uh, oil my body okay. and sit down and watch. Yeah, Pride and Prejudice, the PP. Oh yeah, Bewitch Me Body and Soul. Woo! <laughs> that is that. So going out to me is um, now. Before it was going out to me means ha- making fun memories, taking fun good pictures, maybe a picture for Instagram, getting drunk. So doing something embarrassing, see my friend do something embarrassing, getting home at four or five, six in the morning. Now going out to me, it, if it if it fucks with how I'm going to feel tomorrow, I, I'm not doing it. So, so we're moving from we're moving from a pattern of extremes to a pattern of very a lot more consistency is what I'm hearing. We're moving from being a feral degenerate vagrant feral. to a person to a human person that has. That has to do stuff during the day, so I can't look like I was stung by one hundred bees. No. Cause that's what happens. <laughs> that's what happens. Macaulay Culkin and my girl. Violet's turning violet <laughs> like that. That's what I fucking look like. I look at pictures of myself from like when I was 25, 26. Haggard. It's wild. Haggard. It's wild. Wait, can you do this? Cause I have a thing. I have something that happens. The second I have had one alcoholic beverage, there is something that changes very specifically on my face that I can see in photos. And I can look at any photo from the time I was 17 to now, when I like 17 when I started like drinking regularly until now. If I I can look at any photo you can show me and I can tell you whether or not there is any alcohol in my system based solely on the soft tissue beneath my eyes. I can tell what's happening right here, what's happening right here will tell the entire story. I literally look like Steve Buscemi in um <laughs> in why Billy is he Madison. in he's what Steve Buscemi is Steve Buscemi and everything he's been. I so but Steve Buscemi and uh and Billy Madison he's like <laughs> one is one is uh, <laughs> one has the eye on the prize and the other is watching for the bridge of the nose very much so well and he takes he takes the lipstick and he goes like this like <laughs> and that is me after two sips of, of a wine, but then looking like that, I'm like, how come nobody wants to kiss me? Like that is, <laughs> and it's, it's not cute. I think when you're like 22, you're like, oh, she's slutty. That's so sweet. Now it's she's like, she's new. Sweet. Yeah. She's new. Oh my God. I remember like for the fact that like I've gone to bars that I haven't been to since before the pandemic uh-huh. and they're like, oh, you're the girl that always showed everybody their, your tits. I was like, oh, that does sound on brand. Damn. And I'm like, are you sure that's me? And they're like, honey, the mole. And I was like, many people have a mole. Oh. Many people. <laughs> no, fucking bullshit. There's something. The oh, curse whatever. of being gorgeous is that you will get, people will remember <laughs> you. <Curse. laughs> it, the, it is my cross to bear. Yeah, when you're that stunning. <laughs> when you're that, Those unforgettable tits. Oh, God. Do you want to see it? That's something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh dear mm-hmm. but I think I want to talk about your because I, I think it is so commendable mm-hmm. watching you go through you know this this kind of journey of the back and forth with with drinking and with exploring sobriety and it's a thing that it almost kind of reminds me the way that like I think sometimes it gets handled in the uh in the public eye or just in general talking about people's relationship with alcohol it almost kind of reminds mm-hmm. me how it used to feel about sexuality. Like it used to feel like, I remember when I was a teenager, it was like, if you even communicated that you were romantically, like remotely 
curious about the other mm-hmm. gender than you were gay, right? And it's like, right. and I think similarly, sometimes I can feel like if you even toy with the idea that alcohol is a problem for you or that you want to cut it out, then it's that you have a drinking problem. You know what I mean? It's like you either are like totally chilling cool with it or mm-hmm. there's a problem. And I think it's really cool how you have for like, I feel like the past mm-hmm. year yeah. now existed mm-hmm. in a gray area and like mm-hmm. quite publicly. And yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone else do that. Like, I think I've seen a lot of people get sober publicly and mm-hmm. that's obviously, there's like a very, um, consistent narrative to that. I think of people being like, I got sober and everything got better. And I think, which is great. And I think people getting sober is obviously objectively a very good thing, but right, I think there's right. something really powerful about existing in that gray area and being really open about that. You know what fucks me up, Jake, is that like the people in college that you see were like wild or like were always fucked up are the alcoholics of today. And that was like, that was like, um, 10 years ago. That was like 10 years ago. So, or more, uh, 13 years ago, 14 years ago. So, and they're, they're exactly the same when it comes to how they drink. And I said this on TikTok too, when I was a teenager and I started drinking, you're drinking like so fast in case you get caught or like the cops show up to the party. So you're trying to get fucked up as quick as possible. Yeah, it's a limited and resource. I'm, I'm 31. Totally. Like why well, or like why do I have to pregame before yeah. I go to Friendsgiving? The ultimate red like, flag is me over the age of 25 being invited to a pregame. I'm like, I'm sorry. So what? <laughs> I go. <laughs> I go. I love myself a pregame. But I looked at it and I was it's definitely like a confidence issue. Mm-hmm. Where I'm gonna say this, I think that in sobriety wise, people would be more worried about me if I wasn't so open about it. So like when people, yeah. I've, I've never yeah. gotten like, come on, just drink. I've never gotten totally. that. Probably because of our age, you know what I mean? Like I think 100%. if I was 22. Also, just the conversation now. I think that like if I ever saw someone be like, oh, I'm not drinking right now, and someone else say to them like, come on, just have one, I would absolutely be like what the fuck? Go you know, like, fuck yourself. like un- that, I think that we just like all know that that's like kind of unacceptable behavior. Yeah. Like what do I have to say about my antibiotics? That's like, I have a boyfriend when somebody hits on you. Like why it's do I have such to bullshit. And then yes. people, And then people are like, what do you have antibiotics for? And I'm like, strep. And they're like, you shouldn't be at this party. I'm like, ah, for more reasons than one. You have no idea. But, um, I think, I think it was a confidence issue when it came to alcohol when I was young, because I wanted to be fun. And I, I should have never watched Coyote Ugly. That's for one. <laughs> I really wanted to be under another sky. I really wanted to be like this. Like, I think when I looked at people in movies, totally. I wanted to be like, I didn't want to be Kristen Dunst and bring it on. I wanted to be, you know, dark gymnast, new girl, you know, that's we wanted Eliza Tumblr. Dushku. We wanted Eliza Dushku. Exactly. Yes. In more, in more ways than one. <laughs> so I thought, but I feel like, uh, we can, that's let's just, I just want to say Eliza Dushku late nineties, early 2000 in for me was the gold standard of hotness. I could not believe anything like faith on oh. Buffy to me. I couldn't handle it. Oh my God. Buffy. I'm a big Buffy girl. Like Buffy's Babe, mine. Don't even bitch. every episode like, 10 times maybe. Yeah. Sometimes I think about her and I'm like, I hope she's okay. And I'm like, Oh my God, Sarah Michelle Geller. And another part of me is like, no, she's Buffy. Um, but I'm sorry. When Willow's girlfriend died. No, couldn't handle. <laughs> no, 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 no. What? Spike's character arc. Well, yeah. Okay. If so you want- that alone. 
Talking about this makes me want to drink. <laughs> it's very. You're in therapy, yeah. and like, so you started drinking, and you're like, yeah, I talked about Buffy for ten minutes, and uh, that episode where she's like having sex with her boyfriend, and she's like lost in like sex, and they're like um, in a dream world. Oh, in the frat house. No yes. Oh my god, it's absolutely it's beyond anything really that's ever happened. Fucked you know, with my mind. Do you know that? Wait. Mm-hmm. I'm going to paint a picture for you, Teffy, of like, this is part of my, a formative part of my sexual awakening. This is maybe my, this is when like, I felt puberty, puberty hormonally start in my body. If you say Seth Green, I'm. (laughs) It's not, it's not Seth Green. It's not Seth Green. It's not. Imagine if I'm just like, I was in without a paddle. Oh, his his no. legs are so short. No, I was, love him though. It was I love him so much. Yeah. It was not Seth Green. Okay, Robot Chicken. The mm-hmm. ha- mm-hmm. the ha- one of the houses I grew up in. I moved a lot as a kid. One of the houses that I is like one of my childhood homes. The second floor of the house was a balcony. Like it only went halfway across the house, and my bedroom was on the balcony. And okay. I looked down into the living room, and I would I used to when I was a kid I would sneak out of my bedroom and stand against the wall and watch what my mom was watching on TV. For like hours, like watch whatever she was watching late night. So I would watch her watch like old Conan, old, old Leno, SNL, Survivor, Survivor, Law and Order, SVU, like anything. Like after nine o'clock, I would be against the wall. You're my nightmare. One day. <laughs> no. One day I, I hear she's watching something. I'm like, oh, I've never heard this before. This sounds fun. I slide out. I'm like, I'm, <clears throat> I'm like nine, ten years old. I slide against the wall. On screen, Sarah Michelle Geller. No, Selma Blair. Selma Blair. Selma Blair. <laughs> Who follows me on Instagram? Shut the fuck up. I die. I die. There is nothing like when someone. The die. surprise of when one of them, when you get a follow like that, it destabilizes you to I the core. I freaking. I sometimes get dizzy. At the VMAs, I was sitting behind Lance. Don't say Bass, no. AJ, no, and Nick Lachey. No, 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 no. Your, no, your, no. the back of their necks. I was like this. That. <laughs> like I was, I literally Wait. was drinking my water like this. Like they have no idea. Okay, I'm so curious about the VMAs. Were people drink? Mm-hmm. Were people drinking at the VMAs? Were people? No alcohol no, allowed. No alcohol allowed at the VMAs. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. People were so, I mean, I was, I was drunk. <laughs> I went to the bar across the street. Absolutely. Before. Well, I think it's just because uh, um, I felt a little out of place. I felt a little out of place. Um, I was totally, it was me and my best friend yep. and we, we never missed the VMAs. And then now we're here. And I totally felt like I've been working my ass off so I can be here. Yes. But it almost happened too soon, like your first day of freshman year. You're like, yeah, whoa, 100%. I'm just a kid. Like, <laughs> whoa. So, um, and then sitting behind me was like Bretman Rock and then Dove Cameron was next to me and Chloe and Halle. Ha- no, don't Chloe even, and- that's insane. Yeah, so it was, so, and I'm there and I'm like, like squishing my water bottle in between <laughs> my hands. You know, and my, and Molly's like, oh my God, I, a little Nas X is coming up and he's like, right. He, he's like there no, or like Casey Musgraves is like right there. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to look at the list and realize they made a mistake that I'm here, you know? So it, it's crazy. 
but then you showed also, everyone your, your boobs and they let you stay. I mean, that's what I do everywhere <laughs> before, before they even ask for my ticket. I'm like, titties, <laughs> titties. Um, <laughs> I hate the word titties, but, um, yeah, I don't, I that's not a word. I, as like a, a gay man feel comfortable. With. I'm like, that's a woman, like a woman can choose to say that word, but I'm not going to just like throw that word out at someone who's like not asking for it. I think what's really crazy though, is me and my titties being at the VMAs and people recognizing me is weird. It's always going to be weird. It's 100%. always going to be weird. I know. How, how, so I, my go-to move is I hug them, but I grab the back of their Whoa. head into my bosom <laughs> because Wait, I'm live. <laughs> yeah. I go immediately and they go, Oh my God. And I don't know if it's good or bad. Wow. That's your approach Every to people time, recognizing you. People go, Oh my God, are you tough? I go, come here. And I go Jesus straight to the chest. Christ. I do. I go for contact. Wow, that is. I don't I've, even. I don't. I don't ask for a vaccination card or anything. Straight, straight to the chest. I know. And do you like Every that? Time. Do you like that about yourself? Or are you like I need to stop doing this shit? Like, is that? Are you okay with that? I'm genuinely asking because I would. That's not my approach. I've, Jake, absolutely. I don't like that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Sometimes I'm like. What? I'm with like I when I go somewhere with another TikTok or whatever they do like the little like thank you so much thank you thank you yeah. thank you yeah you know what I mean like da 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 and here I am like this like hello my sweet baby <laughs> like what's your zodiac sign I love you because well, you want to do you want to take a picture you need to take care of them the second you right you need to take care of them I don't understand and you know what they're like oh do you want to they assume like I'm drunk and I'm drinking and I'm like no this is me sober this That's is sober. who I am this is who I am. So, uh, especially like in McCarran Park, you know what's crazy is that people will send me photos of me while I'm talking, like to my best friends or like, you know, okay, so that's I, people my will send me photos because of I me. do so many, I do so many videos in the park. My biggest fear is a video going up <laughs> of my fucking ass running around Fort Green Park selfie video because they're different out, takes. They're definitely. Oh, I'm shooting for an hour. TikToks are one minute. TikToks are one minute. I'm filming in there for a fucking hour. Like I do one take. I do one take and it's yeah, done. Yeah, you and I are different. <laughs> yes, you do a skit. You do, you do do skit. You do a fucking hill. Oh my God. But the, how the is, Jetta. Thank, I love it. Why are, to me, a Jetta is gay. Um, and I don't have anything to back that up. But Jettas are gay to me. Um, Jettas are so gay. Jettas are so gay. When I was, when I was 12, literally, I was like, Goals, win an Oscar, be in a movie, own a Jetta. A like, Jetta. <laughs> Fly JetBlue. To me, JetBlue is so fucking gay. Oh, my, JetBlue, is, JetBlue is gay, but do you know what the gayest is about? And do you know what I got to do once? Mm. Virgin. <gasps> and one time, Teffy. You're just a, you're a Josie and the Pussycat Dolls. I did Virgin are. first class to London back and forth. <laughs> I had a friend who worked you're, and she got me the hookup. It was, I cried, both times. I cried both I would, times. I cried both times on the plane. And someone asked me if I was okay. And I said, this is just so nice. This is just so nice. Have you, it, it was beyond anything I could have imagined. Absolutely. I flew first class from London back to New York. And they were like, oh, do you want anything to eat? And I was like, I'll just have, I'll just have whatever is like, uh, like a pasta or a salad usually, you know, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. and they're like, no, 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 you get to order. And I was like, what if I said coconut shrimp? We're in the air. What would you do? What would you do? They just stop at so a lost I, island, pick it up, get back on. Throw the net out, you know? But uh, to recline all the way down and watch Bob's Burgers? On my flight, Good. they came over, oh, a very lovely woman came over to me, Teffy, and she said, 
would you like to go to bed now? And I said, sure. They flipped my whole pod into a twin size bed. She laid me down in it. She tucked me the fuck in, buckled me over the tuck in, and then tapped me on the head and said, sleep well. That's what I thought summer camp would be like. It was. I that never got wrong. to go to summer camp because I wasn't willing to poop outside of the house until I was 10. Um, <laughs> Are you Jewish? Are you Jewish? I am sort of Jewish. My um, my grandfather on my mom's side was Jewish, but converted before I was born. So I have like Jewish ancestry, but no like upbringing. Every Jewish girl I've ever met in New York learned how to suck a dick at summer camp. <laughs> Where the fuck was I? Where the fuck was I? Everybody, and apparently they talk about how good they are and you know they're like you have to sit on the lip and have to take it and i'm like that's too much the most i do like if you're my boyfriend and you're like oh can you suck my dick i'm like one it's not your birthday <laughs> or, or two i'm like this all right my turn like i'm not there came here. a time a lot of times in high school and college there was a there would be a come there would come a time where a, a female friend of mine would like pull me aside to be like i have to ask you a question <laughs> How a gay guy told me a gay guy taught me how to suck dick because he, I let him suck on my thumb and show me what to do. Oh my god! Wow, pre-COVID we were fucking rotten. That is sucked on your <laughs> New York City thumb. No, do you think I sucked? You learn how? You think I learned how to suck a dick at twenty three? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did you think I was like that, that Christian couple? And I like, thought you were a sci-fi writer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I, I I wrote Dune. You wrote Dune. Let me paint the picture. Aladdin. So, no, <laughs> I was 15 and I had a boyfriend that when we were making out, I started feeling him like trying to okay, do this. Okay, wait, and, and while we're like, talking about it, let's just say for if anyone young is listening or or an adult, don't push down no. the head. Unacceptable behavior. Also, Revolting. Also, don't listen to this podcast. Right, at least this episode. All right. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. I. So we would park in his mom's. Like, what was their square cars that had the hamster commercial? The nah, Kias. N- <laughs> was it a Kia or was it that other one? A Scion. Was it a Scion? It was a Scion. All right. And I thought I was in the lap. You're of from luxury, Miami. Literally. Yes. <laughs> Born and raised in the county of Dade. And I was uh, like literally and figuratively in the lap of luxury. I was like, this is it. This is fantastic. And then I was faced with the pee-pee and I was like, I have no idea what to do. Actually, I think he said, ow. And I was like, no. All right, it's over. It's done. It's done. The next day, I remember his name was David and he made us all call him David, which I regret. Mm-hmm. But he said it, totally. David. I was totally. like, okay, whatever. We were, but we were a class of 68 people and like, uh, 60 of them were gay so I guess he had to like you know differentiate he had to, had to make a name for himself somehow yes yes so um he was like I was like I don't know how to you know and he said stick out he, your thumb he goes stick out your fucking Jesus thumb and you know what God. else I was I was a nail biter uh-huh. yeah and he did it he that did it for me rotten. uh-huh that is yes. rotten yes and it was in, it was insanity but I was in theater class obviously <laughs> Obviously, I was in theater class yeah. when this happened. That's what Obviously. the real health class in high school is theater. Like that's the that's the true health class. Wait, so I'm curious to circle back a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you've had like your public visibility has grown enormously over the past year. I'm in denial. Okay. Not that mine <laughs> I feel is, like no one's gonna listen. 
everyone's like, okay, cool. I am going to hang up the phone. This is not fun. Hang up the phone. That's what I call it. Stop listening to a podcast. But I'm just curious. And honestly, this might just because I'm curious how you handle it. Getting in terms of being out on the town, out at a restaurant, out at a bar, wherever you are, getting recognized, Mm -hmm. getting approached. How has that Mm -hmm. been for you? How have you navigated that? Like, obviously we're pulling everyone into our bosom, but like overall the experience (laughs) of that in your life, like I'm just so curious because I don't get to talk to people happening to that often. I don't know why I'm Madonna and child it. I don't know. I don't know why I do that, but um, I feel like, I feel like I am, hmm, I, I like, so if I'm at a restaurant and somebody comes up to me and they're like, hi, I'm immediately excited. So I'm really, I'm really excited. I'm really happy. I don't get nervous. Yeah. You know, the only times, the only times I get nervous are when I'm like waiting for an Uber and I have nowhere to go. I like have to stay here. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about your dog. Like I like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. People come, you know, do people come to you with like the emotional shit just because that's because of like. <laughs> they come up to me crying. No. They come up to me crying. Yeah. Shaking. Crying. I don't have your strength. I couldn't I, handle that. I, I, that's, I, that's really why it uh, started with the holding. If I could pick them up, I would. But like. <laughs> They so I'm never nervous. I'm I think that for me too, I sometimes I need a hug too. Totally. You know? So um, but in my mind, I always tell people I try to be like a hundred follower bitch. I remember this totally. interview with like Lady Gaga. I think she was talking to like Baba Walters. Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, what's it feel like having like 80 million followers? And she's like, if you say that again, I'll never be able to upload anything ever again yes and uh, so even though i don't have 80 million even when i got to 80,000, i'm sorry if eighty thousand people walked into your house right now you'd be like uh, uh obviously this isn't i have to leave no like, you, my I mean, house has been taken over yes yeah you know, like a stadium you know what i mean so totally. when people are like oh my videos don't get any views i'm like if 30 people walked into your living room right now yes you'd be over fucking whelmed so the thought of like your video getting a million views, two million views, and then being shared to Instagram and then Twitter. And like, so it's kind of crazy. And I just feel very grateful, but I never, ever want to acknowledge how many followers I have. And honestly, if I never get one more, I'm fine with that. I like the people that I have. I feel the you same. Know? I feel the same way, honestly, because it, it's funny because I think like, I don't know if this was your experience, but you, mm-hmm. trying to do this for like working in at comedy and working at, you know, performing and all this stuff for so long, you kind of view these things as like a success marker and think that they will like mean something when you get them. But they're numbers on a screen. Like they're truly just numbers on a screen. And the more human stuff is what is actually so much more fulfilling and the opportunities and the experience and stuff. But like, I, I think that there's, it is definitely a red flag if you are starting to derive pure like serotonin from the numbers. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like that, that's also, that's also like what Instagram showed us. Like I remember mm-hmm. my picture getting to 11 likes and being like, that was close. <laughs> you know, that, that would have been very embarrassing, but uh, there's this idea, you know, that like um, a certain number means certain success with the totally. video or like going viral. There are so many videos that I come across on someone's page and it has something ridiculous. Like I saw a video today had 36 million likes. I'm like, I've never seen this bitch in my life. <laughs> so there's a lot, there's a lot. I'm like, that must feel crazy though. 36 million people yeah, looking at your, like <laughs> looking at your 
couch girl, couch couch boyfriend. That may God rest their souls. I would die. Um, But I mean, if you if you hear this, I'm I'm mazel to you. You know, like um, that's a that's a you you had a viral video that like celebrities were talking about. You know, that that your boyfriend was cheating on you. Absolutely cheating on her. One thousand percent. Are you fucking kidding me? We all saw the video. We all we all saw the video. I'm sorry. Let my grandfather see you not stand up when I enter a fucking room. Oh, fuck it. He would literally jungle to jungle <laughs> you immediately. Do you know who I was pissed at when I watched that video? Do you know who I was really fucking mad at? The girls. The friends who, no. Whoever the fuck opened the door and knew she was coming. <gasps> That's right. That sh- I was, the second that video started, I was like, I'm sorry, we didn't give a warning. Hey, get off her phone. Hey, don't be on the, like, if you. Like. Obviously, there was no way of knowing that it was going to be what it became. But, like, if I'm the person that's planning, like, my f- my friend's girlfriend's, like, su- showing up as a surprise, I'm doing a little producing. Like, Yeah, of course. You're the you're producer. Hosting. You're hosting. Mm-hmm. You need to make sure that run of show goes smoothly. Why that. is he cuddling next to someone else on someone else's phone? Not prepared. Not prepared. Why, why does she have your fucking phone? I mean, you know what kills me is that if... Somebody like if my best friend or like my partner walked in and surprised me uh-huh. and my and my friend had my phone, I wouldn't give a shit because I'm not doing anything. The fact that that was so secret, I'm like, that's fucking weird. It's not weird if you're sitting with your friends on the couch and she has your phone. You no, guys are looking at Instagram or TikTok. It. It's the energy of it. She didn't. Do, they didn't do anything wrong. It's the way they did it. Yes. It's the way they did it. So that's what kills me. And also, these are like um, college kids, right? So they're using Snapchat. There's so many smarter ways to cheat. You're going to have them in the crib? Yeah, no, no, Get no. Get the fuck out. Mm. So, like, open up your Snapchat app. What could you guys be looking at on his phone? If I would have walked in, and one, he didn't stand up. Two, you're on the couch. A pretty low futon, if you ask me. Oh, pretty, I can, you them. can smell that futon. I can smell you it. You can fucking smell can that smell futon. It. We all went to, like, that's, mm-hmm. I can smell that fucking futon. But this is what kills me is that I know those people. Like, I know them. We all know them. And they are getting by on the technicality. 100%. That's what that's what kills me. The technicality of like technically I didn't do anything wrong. I was hanging out with my friend. Well, and, and then they'll do something the thing, on my phone. Do you know what that really pisses me off is then then they'll weaponize like oh you're saying that he can't sit next to another girl because he has a girl and they try to make it that like you're a misogynist or something and I'm like no watch the tape. Watch the tape. I'm a feminist because I'm trying to stick up for her. <laughs> what the like you're the misogynist trying to make us feel stupid. You yes. Know? And also the girls that say that I hope he texted you, babe. I hope he texted you. I hope oh. it was worth it. Please. They're probably, every time, every time I see like a pick me comment, I immediately imagine them in a peplum top and I disgust it. Yo, peplum but, is the uniform yeah. of the evil. Yeah, it is. Like, have you watched Mad Men? Everybody <laughs> that you hate on Mad Men is wearing peplum. It's the absolute uniform. Um, like if I wore peplum that way, it would be my origin story. I would absorb the peplum into my personality. Why do some women still dress business casual at the age of 21? I will never know. I will never know. Wait, this is making me, okay. So this is starting to bring up something that I've, I'm very curious to talk to you about. Like, I'm just, I'm like formulating this as in this moment, but it's like, I'm feeling like what I want to talk to you about, like the experience of, where did you go to college? Did you go to college? 
I went to four. <laughs> I love that. And uh, I went, I went to four for like a minute, and I kept dropping out. My poor mother. I just like couldn't do it. I was just like, it's not. It's not for most. It's honestly not for most. I and it's so expensive. It. But okay, just that. Mm-hmm. But I went. My college years out, were spent in Miami. Okay, going out nightlife. I watch. I witnessed this, like, I feel like, so the college I went to was very straight. I did not have a lot of queer people around. I did not get to, like, exist in really queer spaces until I moved to New York. Or, and I lived mm-hmm. in England for a year, and that was Were you out? Oh, yeah, I came out my junior year of high school. So I was, okay. like, out. But, like, I, I went to UVM. It's in Burlington, Vermont. Like, any Vermont gay who could get out gets out. And it's, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's just, mm-hmm. like, nothing happening there. Or there wasn't mm-hmm. at the time. And it's, like, I was, a, this is all to say, I was a, around a lot of young, like, straight people existing as like a bystander to like the early 20s going out nightlife dating mating Mm -hmm. ritual dance and just like what was your experience in that hellscape of a world like it was dark right a night nightlife is well i think in like boots and armor right (laughs) yeah no but also do you i wish i went to a college town sure because you're in among the pros I'm in Miami. You're in Miami. Fuck. So, so um, the nightlife, these like, how do I say this? Like, it reminds me of a lot when I watch, when I hear people talk about Vegas almost. There's the people there that work in Miami are either in wealth, yeah. like investors, banks, whatever, um, or something to do with nightlife and events right. mainly. Or like, or they work regular jobs, like, you know, um, Hair, uh, cosmetologists and uh, you the know, trades, like, like the and, trades, administrative, yeah. right? So, but the but the people who have the most money are or who are the most successful are people who generally work in nightlife and with hotels and clubs and um, uh, restaurants and stuff like that. So these promoters, is, like they are picking out girls, uh, like sophomore juniors in high school, the and they're plucking you out. The promoter, the promoter is prevalent in Miami um like I'll tell people I'm like I met a guy but he gives me the worst promoter energy and you immediately know what I'm talking about can I just like, say this easy. might be like mm-hmm. controversial mm-hmm. but I'm like we need to abolish that system like absolutely I, like I hear about how it works in New York and I'm like I'm sorry you pay you pay a man to go find 2019 year olds a harem a harem like, of women I'm sorry yes not ID them not ID them, not care about their personal safety. This hostess at the I, restaurant I used to work at would tell me, like, she would be like, she would be like, oh, yeah, I went out to, like, I don't want to name the club and get, like, canceled, but, like, an iconic club in the in meatpacking. I was uh-huh. like, aren't you 19? She was like, yeah, I go with a promoter. We all get yeah. free dinner, and then I'm there till, like, till, like, four in the morning on bottle service. I've been I've been clubbing since I was 15. That is insane, Teffy. That is in-fucking-sane. People are like, oh, it's because you're tall. No, 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 no. Uh, my friends who were very much for uh five one not four five one were clubbing with me it was not that it was it was the availability and also everybody that surpasses a certain age and wants to do something that shit gets tired and tacky so they need to like scott disick do you think that somebody his age is going to party with him and not be like this is so tacky this is is very boring like like courtney with scott so he has to hang out with 19 year olds those are the only people that are impressed by that shit yeah, and you have to keep it in rotation because it doesn't stay interesting. If I was on vacation, I'm sorry. If you and I were like, let's go on a brand trip and we see Scott Disick and he's popping Ace of Spades for breakfast, you and I would be like this. 
oh, I'd be like, do not let me be in the back of this Instagram. Do not but let me be in I the would, background. Absolutely not. I was like, I would be like, did they run out of green juice? Do you want to hear the do one? Of, need green? Do you want to hear one of the most humiliating stories I can like tell about myself? Yes. <laughs> so when I moved to New York, it was me and my two best friends, like my two best friends. We got, we got an apartment together, but my my best friend David, he mm-hmm. had to um, come three months later because he had to finish his lease back in Vermont. So mm-hmm. we subletted his room out to this girl who I'm like still friendly with. She's amazing, but she had gone to school in New York and she just graduated college and she had like a million friends and she was super connected. So like me and my friend Holly would had just moved to New York. I had like a miserable job. I'm depressed as shit. And when I'm not at this job, I just like, I'm trying to figure out how to live my life. No friends, nothing to do. No money. So one mm-hmm. night, you know, you were there. Oh my God. When you say no money, I do want to wrap um Iggy Azalea but whatever one night one night this girl Eleanor was like do you guys want she was like hey me and my friends are gonna go see Tyga at a club tonight perform do you want to come bye so like (laughs) this is the one you're she caught me in the one month of my entire life where the answer to that question was yes do you know what I mean like it's like I have nothing else I'm like yeah I'm gonna go see Tyga sure I yes it's like I guess but I'm so depressed that I was like, yes, a fun plan. I'm down. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we go, we get on the train, we go to the club. She, my friend Eleanor's like, I know the person at the door will cut the line. It's all good. Sure enough, we get there. There's a huge line. We see the person at the door who I cannot name, but is very famous now. They blew, they are a very famous actress now. Um, they see, they're like, oh my God, Eleanor. They like welcome us over. Um, She's like, she turns to security guard. She's like, they can go in. We go to cut in. You know I get a stiff arm. Why? Because uh-huh. he's wearing shorts. They're like, no one told me. My Vermont ass had no idea. They're cute shorts. But of he's course like, they are. I he, don't doubt it. He's like, you can't wear shorts in here. And the door, the person at the door is like, oh yeah, that's a non-negotiable. That's I'm like, a non-negotiable? And I'm like, okay, so here's the thing. Like, I haven't done a fun thing in three months at this point. Like, I will be getting into this club. So I turn, and I'm like, I've had, like, three drinks. So I'm like, I got this. I'm going to, and this, I thought I was being cool in this moment. No. So I do turn to the two of them, and I say, you guys go. I'll be back in a minute. And I turn to the person at the door, and I say, if I'm back in a half an hour, will you let me cut the line again? And they were like, sure. Tell me I did not hail a cab to the H&M in Times Square. Tell me I didn't do I've, that. I've had one of my worst mental breakdowns in the H and M. I've had one of my worst mental fucking breakdowns. And I don't think H&M. you're alone in that because I sprinted through it, found a pair of skinny khakis. I'm done. Check, please. And I changed in the back of the cab that I took back. So I took a cab from Chelsea to the Times Square H and M, bought mm-hmm. skinny khakis, took another cab back i'm 120 dollars in the hole mm-hmm. you've invested i show up i walk up to the door of this club skinny khakis on my fucking shorts in my armpit and i'm like i'm here and they're like okay go in you fucking freak <laughs> go inside this club is absolutely slammed absolutely slammed you cannot get a drink for your life i count mm-hmm. no less than nine men in shorts who have been like <laughs> And then I'm like, when's Tyga performing? We turn. So it's not so much a Tyga performance as it is actually just Scott and Tyga filming Keeping Up in the VIP. I'm dead now. (laughs) I'm dead now. So it's actually sort of just a lot of people watching Scott and Tyga sit on a couch with like spotlights on them. 
and milling about and like people trying to get into VIP. So they end up on keeping up. And I was like, so I do have to leave. You can't even get a drink here. Um, and I, I think I spent $150 that night. I, the lesson for me, every time I've gone out, I'm not talking about like in New York, uh-huh. the lesson for me, every time I've gone out from the age of 15 to 31. So this is like 16 years of being in the mud. Okay. <laughs> right. Like is, you're seasoned veteran like I should have a plaque like the YouTube plaque yeah. like I should have a plaque um I should have stayed the fuck home <laughs> literally I've never been like uh, maybe I can count on my hand the nights where I was like that was a good fucking night that was a good fucking we call it a top night that was a top night ladies when the uber's dropping us yes. off maybe five times in my years so it sounds like uh, you're, the lesson you learned is that you are not one for the nightlife. Like as much as it loves you, maybe you don't love it. I think that it's just, honestly, it's very draining to be this person that I put, I put myself in. Nobody gave me this like title. I put myself in this title. No, but it's who you are. You know I, I don't mean? think, don't like blame yourself for being who you are. That's just like who you are. I do think I make people, especially like, uh, like the men in shorts, I want to take care of them. And I want to be like, you belong here. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Come with me. I'm going to give you a little shot. See, and we're going to have a good time. And you can tell me all about her and why you're here with three other men. Okay. Are you so the like, oldest? Um, Are you the oldest of your siblings? Of course I am. Mm-hmm. I see you. Of course I am. I see you. I see you. We had to yes. keep it all down. We had to keep everyone running. We had to make sure everything was functioning. I also was a chain smoker. Get like the there fuck are many out. people. There are many people in, especially if I go to Miami and the majority of New York that know me as a smoker. How long ago did you that, quit? Well, time is, you know, man-made. So I don't sure. really anyway, um it, it depends. It depends. I'll have a cigarette with a glass of wine now. Same. But when's the last time I had a glass? You know, so no whatever. Today. But, um, but no, I'm not smoking the way I used to. I was just like ripping them like fucking Helena Bohm Carter and fucking well, because it's like, well, ripping them. it's like, you're taking care of everyone else. So I've earned punishing myself. Like I've earned these cigarettes cause I did a good job today. Like, well, also you could smoke in Miami nightclubs until oh, very recently. The, the day I was at live talking to my favorite bartender and I'm smoking and a bouncer comes up and takes it out of my hand and put it under his shoe and I said, excuse me. And he said, you can't smoke in here anymore. I was like, nightlife is, is- dead. <laughs> nightlife is fucking dead. You're the you Carrie Bradshaw of Miami, it sounds like. <laughs> or like the Mike Wazowski. Nightlife oh is dead. Like, I was like, this is the only way. This is like my de-stress. This is my this gym. Is how you this is the only it. way. Yes, I take care of everybody. I get absolutely obliterated and I smoke my little pink camel number nines. That was my shit. So I, or people's camel crushes. I was like, that's no, 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 no. I don't want to smoke English tea. I wanted to hit. I wanted to hit. So that was my shit. So when I got to New York, I took like a year break from partying and then I got right back in that fucking gutter. I got right back in that fucking gutter. Like, but in Miami, there's no like pubs or bars that you go and hang out at. It's clubs. It's clubs. It's clubs. So like, so Cindy Lou, Cindy Lou, Cindy Lou's 16th birthday. We're at Mackay. Jesus fucking. Adriana, Adriana Venezuela, set. You know, prime. We're talking live. We're talking like all of it. So that's what you were doing. I'm telling you, I look at pictures of myself. 
and I am, I, I look like those, the way do you imagine a stuffed animal to look when it's caught in lava, like just melting, melting. I'm talking basset hound realness couture <laughs> for sure. <laughs> For sure. And I've been drinking a gallon of water a day since I was 15. And even that couldn't help a bitch out. So you were really um, doing like putting pedal to the metal. Like you were going like road hard, put away wet. And I've really only dated people who are fucking like, I'm talking uh, Pamela and Tommy. Like those are really the only people I've ever fucking dated. that are like, push it to the limit. I'm pushing it. Are you doing the proper emotional work to prepare for that? For when that drops, when Pam and Tommy drops? Yeah. Because the pictures, I've, I've started on the series already, I, and I—I I mean, they look so good in the photos. Woo! And the way that they are so toxic. I think when you're young, you want that. When you're young, you really want that. And then when you're older, I've told people like, I just want—I want my career to be so stimulating and so fulfilling and so passionate and so chaotic totally. because I have so much, so many opportunities and so much that I want to do. And I want my home life to be the most mundane Monday. I'm talking like wizard of Oz, black and white. Like I'm watching TV. You want to, yeah. You want to go home to like the wonder years or like fucking the, uh, yeah. 1, 000, TV land. I want to, I want to go home and I want to be like, Oh, well, let me rewatch this one episode oh of grace. Like that, that mundane or like, I wonder, let me, uh, I love this episode of Olivia Pope, you know, scandal, like yes. very, 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 uh, no, no thinking sleepy time, uh, calming, but that I want my career to be so insane. And I think I'm on my way. I, I literally haven't slept in like a month. No, you're because hauling I, ass. You're absolutely hauling ass. Do you think I look like a busy person? Because to me, I feel like I'm not doing enough. That's insane. Well, I also feel I, the same way. I constantly feel like I'm a lazy piece of shit that's not doing anything. Jake, I think that you are probably one of the most creative people I've ever met. That is very kind of you to say and thank you. But I think that's just innate to what we do is like you're like. And I know a Gloria Stefan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that, and I know a Gloria Stefan. So that watch there be a headline that's like Jake Cornell says he's more creative than Gloria Stefan, and I'm like, all right, great. I hope you fucking run with it. I hope you put it on the fucking tee. If I'm like, yeah, fuck up. her, like Gloria Stefan, I'm coming for your spot. Literally, literally, Miami sound machine. I'm like, get who? on your feet and run. I'm coming. Like in my Jetta. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I hope. No, I feel like everybody in Miami had to do a book report on Gloria Stefan at one point. But anyway, it's so fine. funny. And same for Vermont. She broke but it was her spine. Yeah. So, but tell me. So, like, when you when I think that for for you, the the way that you communicate is so, like, I, like I, it's like I'm watching a television show. Thank you. You're very welcome. But I think, but I get, I get what you you're saying about like you can f- feel busy, but be like, it's not enough. Cause you're so aware of every single, like one of your break times, your downtimes, like, and like also when you're doing creative work, you have to set aside, you have to set aside time where you might do something. And sometimes you, sometimes you don't get it done. Do you know what I mean? You have to set aside mm-hmm. time. That's like, just like time where you might write something or you might get something, a video together, but also like there's a chance at the end of that time, nothing got, came together and that still has to be okay. Yeah. I mean, I have a team of people that work for me and I have an assistant and sometimes I look at my assistant and I'm like, do you feel busy? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you do? She's like, yeah, I'm really fucking busy. And, are and you, I'm like, mm-hmm. Do you, has it like, 
you have a team. Like you have a team of people working mm-hmm. for you. That's become like where mm-hmm. you're at. Like, have mm-hmm. you taken a second to kind of like look at, look at that and be like, oh shit, like this happened. This fucking I happened. Feel like, I feel like they all hate me. <laughs> I feel like they all hate There's me. There's no way. Well, it's crazy for my manager to be like, you are my top performing talent. That's crazy. And then I'm like, do you have other talent? She's like, yes, I have a fucking roster. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's crazy to me. And she said something that's insane. I know, I know people that have a bigger following than I do and they are so stubborn and refuse to get representation. And I don't understand it because I feel Wait, like they really? think that's like selling out. Yes. Many people, many people. And I'm like, why won't you do it? And they're like, that's selling out. And you know, like, I feel like I don't want to be too Hollywood. I'm like, I'm sorry. It is, I, I, that is not being Hollywood. That's like, you know how many times a brand has told me we don't have budget. And then my manager will come back and be like, we're going to do it for uh, double yeah. digits. You know what I mean? Like double $20, double digits. No, but you know what I mean? Like they, they found budget, you yeah. know? No, so of course. Cause that's why you have them. That's their job. You don't want to be bad guy. So no, like, no, no, exactly. so you need somebody to be bad guy. So, um, I feel like when with my, my manager says that she gets about 500 emails a day inquiring about working with me. And that's crazy to me, but at the same Are time, you fucking kidding me. That's insane, right? That's insane. And not one of them is Robert Kardashian asking me out. I love him. I would I would shame my ancestors oh to be with him. Oh my god. I love him. He's my number one. The emotion yes. just like he's your number one. He's my number one. Rob Kardashian's your number one. You're willing to have mm-hmm. your like your partner's ex be a cheetah girl and you have to carry that every day. That's my man. And I'm a stick by him. And I'm gonna stick by him. That I is, love I did, him. You what about what, what about him? Mm-hmm. I think I love that he's silly. I think silliness is like the hottest thing in the entire world. A silly man. I'm not talking about an immature man. Damn. I I, I like maturity. You want goofy. But you know when you know when um you're taking care of somebody, but they don't need you to take care of them. It's like the joy of it. Absolutely. It's like somebody who has their shit together, but has like silly moments with you and can be goofy and dorky with you. I live for it. I live for it. I mean, Chris needs to hear this because you and, because you and Rob's show, I mean, like. Can you imagine? Yes, I'm imagining right now. So this is the thing. This is the thing. I think that there is a certain, when people ask me, okay, so when people say, what do you want to do? Sorry, that's the name. Okay, moving on. Sorry, I had to let you know. <laughs> so you think it you think the last you think the show would have Pessoa and not Kardashian? You think that you're, would- you're in the meeting and you're like, okay, hear me out though. <laughs> uh, like whenever I'm in this VIP, I go very important Pessoa and nobody laughs. You know how hard I worked on that? Days. <laughs> Days of workshopping. But um I feel like when I think of okay, you get this question a lot too. When people ask you, "What do you want to do?" Like, yeah. "Oh, what do you want to do?" Everybody that I know on TikTok, by the way, is like, "I can't wait to never do TikTok ever again." <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> My real. friends are like, "Oh, do you, Teffy? Do you ever think about leaving TikTok?" And I'm like, "Oh, you mean um, when 16 year olds uh, DM me on Instagram threatening me if I don't continue a fucking series about Miley Cyrus at 10 years old?" <laughs> Do you think? Tubby, where the fuck are you? I'm, I'm literally peeing. Can I drink some water? Please. So when people ask me, like, what do you want to do or where you want to be? I'm like, what do you say? I think it's a little bit because like I want I'm an I like I'm an actor and a writer. So it's like mm-hmm. it's like film and TV. 
and like writing my own like and writing my own like shows to be on like doing my own like stuff on stage like that's it that's like where I want to be and I'll like I'll probably always be throwing like funny videos and characters up online like when the idea hits like but like and I'm I'm thankful to now be in a place where that doesn't feel like during the pandemic it was like that's all I have is like this Mm -hmm. TikTok and this Instagram and like that's all I have and that was really scary because it was like, it felt like the algorithm owned my career and the algorithm owned yes. my entire like success. And like, I do feel like I have moved past that, which is like mm-hmm. knock on, like literally knock on wood. Um, sorry, mm-hmm. that was so bad for the audio. No, um, it's amazing. <laughs> but it's I like, it. but it's like, mm-hmm. I do feel like I've surpassed that, which like, I'm so fucking thankful for because it's like, I'm literally like, like you, had to learn to suck dick again for the algorithm. Like the algorithm's D was my second And nobody sucked my thumb. Like, nobody sucked my thumb. It's, nobody showed you, me. I, 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 but you get it. You know what I mean? And it's I like, call- I'm so Jake, over that. The people around us that were getting banned, I was like, I would drop to my knees in prayer. It's all I had. It's all I had. Like to yeah. really show, because we, there are people that use TikTok as like a diary. There are people that use TikTok as like fun times, but there are majority of people that want to do something. We use it as a, as this type of portfolio. Yes. So like, well, or like a resume. Yeah. That's like where I'm at. Like, that's how I've always viewed it as like, this is like a platform on which like I'm putting my comedy and like the stuff I make, but like, I don't want you knowing my personal life. I don't want you right. knowing like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want like, that's not what's up. I'm not for sale here. What I make is for sale. Like that's the difference. And it's like, right. It is scary to like see. Cause I think I've seen some people and I'm sure you've had this as well. I've seen some people, I think like not, it's not that they like didn't, they just haven't thought about that and they're really posting whatever. And it, it's like, once you cross that line, Woo. you it's crossed. Absolutely. But then once you cross that line, people think they have a right to it. So my rule is if it's happening, I won't talk about it. If it's happened, I'll talk about it nice. because that means it's I've moved on. Yeah. But if it's happening, I won't talk about yeah, it. Yeah, because you're not ready. No, or like I haven't even processed it myself. I'm going to let uh, Susie Lou in Florida Absolutely tell not. me what she thinks. Absolutely so, not. But I, so with me, I think I'm so tired because when people ask me, what do you want to do? I, I want to do everything besides music. Right. You no, know? same. Besides music. But I um I I I wanna I wanna host TRL and I wanna write a book and I wanna have seminars and I wanna do the charity work. I wanna do it all. But that's the thing. So like if you did want to be in music, if you did want to be a pop star, there are certain opportunities that would come your way and we're like, that doesn't align. Right. It doesn't align. It's not what but for me, that's hard. I'm like I think it might align. I can't say no. Right. You know, you kind of like, yes. Now you just have to follow your gut. I want to hear like now that you're after you've kind of learned all this about yourself, you've kind of gone through all of this exploration with nightlife, with going out with, you Mm -hmm. know, sobriety and stuff. Just paint a picture for, for me of like your perfect night out right now. Oh my God. My perfect night out. I think I've had many. I've had many recently. Uh-huh. My perfect night out is going to a restaurant that, so I have like a group of like eight best friends, but I, I don't call them best friends. I call them non-negotiables, I hear you know? You. So yep. I, love I have that. eight. Yeah. So I have eight non-negotiables, you know, um, and I take them out to dinner and we all share good news. And these are eight people in my life that are never jealous that are never, you know, yep. very excited for me. 
They're um, in your bones. And, I say the people in my bones. Yeah. The people, exactly, right? Your marrow. Yes. Okay. So um, we go around the table and we always do this thing where we say like, what is the best part of your day? And then we used to do worst part of your day, but we're like, let's not even give that little bitch a little bit of attention. And we go through it and I get a fucking steak yes. and we have a little bit of wine. And then afterwards we all look at each other and we're like, fuck it. Let's go to the fucking bar. And we all go and we, we tell ourselves we're going to have a night all of us have one cocktail. We're like, we're fucking exhausted. We go back to Molly's house, one of my best friends, and we watch a movie and we all fall asleep. And then I call my Uber and it's like one in the morning and I go to sleep and I'm like, and I paid the bill because I can, which is like Fuck the yes. best, the best feeling ever. And you go to sleep and you're in your bed and you're like, I, I have good people. I have good people. So the perfect night out, I could go, I could have that same night with the Olsen twins. I'd be like, this shit fucking sucks. Yeah. But it's, it, it's your people. It's you got to invest in your tribe, you know? And it's also like, I don't know, that's such a beautiful use of like what you've achieved. Do you know what I mean? Like that you can mm-hmm. have that moment, have that cocktail, have that meal, go to bed yeah. while you can still fucking remember it. And like take yeah. a moment when you're on your pillow to like kind of bask in it for a second before you go to sleep. And I think that's like. Uh, yeah. I guess at this age too, I'm just like, I'm so fucking bloated and I have rosacea. I had one <laughs> glass of fucking wine. And I look like a red panda. If they told the girls so about the, rosacea freshman year of college, sobriety would be a nation would be nationwide. Forget <laughs> it. Tuscany would be broke. Do you remember junior year when the rosacea started to show up? Oh, sorry, you didn't. <laughs> early twenties, rosacea started to peep out, and you were like, "What's happening?" Oh, absolutely. I was like, I looked like I just ran a marathon and I lost, <laughs> and I was being chased by a man with an axe. Absolutely. Awful. The black teeth photos? Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I will say also at the end of the perfect night out, I open my DMs and there's that mean bitch <laughs> from high school and she's asking me to repost something for her business and I just close it and I go to sleep. <gasps> oh. Oh. And, and I'm that- like, why are you making straw hats? You're a nurse. You know, like something. No. Oh, so good. God. Oh, mm-hmm. and it a doesn't get better than heaven. that. It doesn't. Well, Taffy, I adore you, truly. I adore you. And thank you so much for being here. Um, and I hope you have another one of those perfect nights out very soon. And let's also have a perfect night out together very soon. If, like, if Live, Laugh, Love wasn't so cringe and made me want to die, whatever is the cool version of that, you are to me. Oh, thank you. Ah, mwah. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seesai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to VinePair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. <laughs>